the definitive seventh heaven walkthrough i'm your host morgan with my good friend and neighbor greg welcome all all to season six episode two teasing man did they beat that thing over the head or tease teasing it's an active verb (laughs) (laughs) tell me something about how the episode's gonna be yeah yeah, definitely uh (laughs) did their share of teasing um if you've been liking the podcast and you want it to keep going and not have us lose our motivation <laughs> you should give it five stars on itunes it really only takes a second helps more people find the show yeah and there are like so many uh things where like you either they try to make you leave review or you want to but you have to like write something like etsy or steam yeah it's just like i would if all i had to do was just hit Mm-hmm. A certain amount of stars. But writing something is fun, also. Sure, you, you could do that. read it, but I'm just. So it takes oh, three seconds. I was just hammering the how easy it was. Um, and do you want to read the email message we I got from my girlfriend's should. mom? Yeah, well, I don't have it up. Do okay. you have it up? Uh, from Janet. Hey, Greg and Morgan. I'm sure there's some sort of accent I'm supposed to be putting on. Don't this. do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you don't even know what it is. <laughs> English something. Uh, just listened to season six, episode one, and still enjoying the banter, even though I haven't managed to watch a complete episode yet. Keep up the good work, and thanks for giving me a seventh heaven experience without having to watch it. Thank you. Um, I feel like she's listened to a lot of our episodes, from what I can mm-hmm. tell, or at least is up to date on the newer ones. Weird that now, like Rebecca's mom listens now more than my mom does. <laughs> <laughs> well. And uh, Janet has her own podcast, which is called Tales in Our Times, which you can find on Spotify. I'm not sure if they're on Apple yet, but they're definitely on Spotify, which is a literature kind of review and history sort of podcast with um, her son. So that's cute. Okay. (laughs) Um, The weather report. I have not been outside. I've been doing chores and being a homebody today not as cold as i thought it was gonna be all right great review (laughs) we do have to wear our real jackets this time of year uh we got scarves we got we each have our pea coats we were just discussing occasionally i bring a hat around with me greg has his west ham scarf i have my dc united or everton scarf (laughs) you know who just acquired west ham Saudi oil barons or who was just acquired by west ham which player they just signed i don't Dean Christy Mewis from the women's for, national team. <laughs> You're like, who is this? <laughs> well, she, I think she, she, has, a, she like has a sister, right? And one of them yes. like got really hurt. Yes. And you're really into the one thing get hurt. And what? You're really, in, you're really into one of them. The one that got signed by West Ham. <laughs> oh, but is that the one who did get hurt or didn't get hurt? Um, they both got hurt at different times, okay. but she is, she didn't have a like career ending injury okay. like her sister. She only played one minute in the World Cup, and her only task was to score a PK in extra time, and she did accomplish her mission. So Good job. Good job. Um, any other weather news? I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> Women's soccer There's weather news. Nor'easter. <laughs> um, okay. So uh, what have we been doing? You just had a job interview, like, literally seconds ago. 
Oh, yeah, I don't really want to talk. I already talked to you about yeah. that. You don't <laughs> have to talk about that, but... Um, well, uh, struggling to think of what to ask for for Christmas. I don't know. was like bothering oh, me and Such a chore. It kind of is, though, right? You just never know. Um, Tina fucking said an iron. Which an is iron. That's <laughs> a good thing to have. I don't have one. Those are the problems sometimes. That's something you buy yourself, not something you get for Christmas as a gift. Well. So I asked for a steering wheel peripheral with the pedals for the video games because that's fun and that fits within Christmas. That is Christmassy. <laughs> so yeah, I have that. I have that now. It's oh, like real or anything. You've already time. gotten it. Yeah, the mom, the mom, we don't. My family's never really had much surprise to it. So at this point, um, whenever once the person tells you what they want, you you mm-hmm. send it to their house, and there's no reason to keep it, hold it in a box f- f- till Christmas. Right. We're gonna be with you're them not on Christmas. Be there. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. When this episode comes out, I believe it will be Christmas Eve. So, Merry Christmas to everyone, and boo to the Grinches like me. <laughs> <laughs> What's your uh, self introspective Grinch? Who I like being them. a Grinch. Uh, I like hanging out with my Jewish friends, who are the only ones that are still in town and don't care about Christmas <laughs> as much as me. I like not buying too many things. <laughs> really selling it here. Um, I've got. Uh, we forgot to say the drink we're drinking. We're drinking my favorite beer, Duchess de Bourgogne, in the can version, which I've never had, uh, which I got in my stocking from Rebecca, along with other fun things. I got some movie tickets. I got some Japanese snacks, and is this to a specific movie. No, just blank tickets because I've been going to the movies on Sundays. It's like my new tradition. Okay. Sunday afternoons, by walking yourself. over there by myself. And going okay. to, I mean, you can come if you want, but <laughs> I get to pick the movie. What though. movie? Just what? Like, I just look at what it is that day and just pick whatever okay, looks not, best. It's not like a retrospective sort of. No, it's thing. just a expand my mind and see more movies. Plan. Okay. Go to East Street Cinema, which is the best movie theater in DC proper, in my opinion. They have a lot of interesting indie films. Um, what else? There's been, I went to Rebecca's Christmas party last week. It was fun. And just eating out like every single day this week. My body's like kind of annoyed with me. <laughs> it's like eating trash this for a week. This is your cycle. <laughs> yeah, I know. I like overindulge and then I'm like, oh, we went to a Korean barbecue nice. with Jose. I was, what, Kurt, which one? It was in Annandale, Kogia. It was just like a giant aluminum box. Every surface in the place was <laughs> aluminum. I guess so they can like wipe it down. It's like a Chipotle. Yeah, it was weird. But they it was definitely like humongous portions. Like when you ordered a meat, they would give you like a pound of that. So that's not what you want. Though. I know. You want little, Well, we had so six people. So when you had six people, it was manageable. But I do I do think I like the place we go better because you can try so many things. Yeah, like that's the point. Yeah. Well, we got to go again sometime. Sure. I've, I've been thinking like, am I just going to fall into what one may call a rut of just every birthday is buying a Korean barbecue? Like, is it we don't to have to wait to your birthday. <laughs> We can go, you know, today. One, I don't care. One year for my birthday, I asked, like, even my mom and my sister. I think my sister. I think. All right. I put out the one, something I would like was tickets to a Knicks game. I think like, my mom got them for me. And then the next year, or, like, the next holiday, I had, to, I had so much fun. 
I asked my, my sister for them, and she was like, haven't you gone to enough, enough Knicks games? I'm like, hey, what's wrong with wanting the same thing again? <laughs> like, yeah, that doesn't, she doesn't understand the concept of sports. <laughs> like, haven't you seen the Knicks before? Like, okay. Um, yeah, I don't know anything else. I, I believe you wanted to talk about the legitimacy of Glassdoor yeah. as a concept. Well, I wanted to get your thoughts on, on, on what you think, okay. um, whether you th- how much stock you put in Glassdoor reviews, because I had another interview um, today, I guess, and I have an interview with them. I'm looking at Glassdoor reviews and everything, it's like very negative and everything is like the positives are the work we do is very important and that's like through throughout mm-hmm. but then all the negatives about how much it, but how much of a nightmare place it is to work <laughs> you know? and it's just like how much and i looked up um for what's the star review like what's their average 3.1 mm. and then i looked up um where i previously worked and um they only did slightly better, and it was a nightmare place, as I, like, knew firsthand. Mm-hmm. So it's like, they can be real. So I'm just like, yeah. how much stock do you put into that? Well, I think there's a number of factors to consider. There is the, like, Yelp, Google review phenomena that people are... It's more weighted towards negative reviews. Yeah. Because people that are neutral, especially, or even happy, are not going to take the time to write one. And then sometimes the positive ones that are written are written by, like... You know, corporate officers are, just are encouraged by the culture. So a lot of the positive ones, I, ones that were just positive, were ones where the person had like their titles like director or something yeah. like that. Like I also think it's kind of wild to write one while you're still working at a place, and I would never do that personally. Well, it's not, it's that's not. Sure. Which also weighs against having more positive reviews or having like current reviews. So you're saying people don't leave on good terms enough? Because no, I'm saying that I wouldn't want to write an honest review of a place I was working at while I was working. But none there. of those suggested that they were from people still working there. Yeah, but sometimes people do. And then sure. if someone's still working there, then maybe they're more happy and they're not going to write a review. You know what I mean? Well, yeah. Um, and then the other factor is I feel like um, things can change in a. And at least in a smaller company, things can change pretty quickly. Like if one toxic person leaves, like that could like change. Like if you're only working with like 10 people and one problem person leaves, that can really change the, you know, tone of the office. So there's no real way to like account for those sorts of changes. So I do think they're skewed negative. And I don't know. I guess I would look at like the recency of the reviews. I think it's about the volume. How many people right. uh, felt like they needed yeah, to take the time? Exactly. If it's like a couple of people, then it could just be someone lashing out. But if so many people are saying the same thing, giving the same reviews, but not in a way that it seems like it was just written by the same person, mm-hmm. uh, you gotta. Like, yeah. You obviously take with the I would look yourself, at the dates though. Like sometimes it's like very outdated as well. Well, so. when I looked at. Uh, my my previous job, I was looking at the dates. I was like, try to guess who that was. So I was like, who mm-hmm. left during this time? I mean, everyone does that. <laughs> but then they make it so you have to like sign up for an account to like see the full amount of reviews and stuff. Yeah, that's worth it. <laughs> All right, well, that's been Glass Door Talk now in Seventh Heaven Talk, I suppose. But this is a an episode that does feature Mary uh, trying to get a job and having an interview. So on on topic. 
Uh, this one is called Teasing. Uh, I thought this was one of the most campy episodes in recent memory in terms of it, how bizarre it was um, and how strange the writing was. Um, but we'll get into it here. So we start the episode with... Um, oh, wait, I want to get my assessment then. Well, do you want to wait till the ratings at the end? or you well, just... not, well, I think it's good to, to give some part of the beginning that maybe the discussion okay. can change it, but or it can add to the discussion. Um, I don't know if it's just general seventh heaven fatigue, <laughs> but the wackiness... Doesn't really do it for me that much anymore. It wasn't at all that interesting. I thought the gun plot was very underwhelming. I I didn't really care about the gun plot, but the way that it resolved, I thought was kind of funny. Like the, it, literally like, the last scene. It was funny, like compared to everything else that had happened in the episode. Like the, this was one episode was like the tone was so drastically different from the rest of the episode. Sure. All right, uh, so we start with three a gang of three blonde bullies, <laughs> spiky hair. Um, they're, te- they're teasing, ironically, another boy about his hair being from Jersey. <laughs> he has Jersey hair. <laughs> okay, you have to admit it's ridiculous. <laughs> so Simon defends the Jersey hair guy. The kid doesn't even have like a Jersey. He just has like a sucks. white boy Jerry curl. I don't yeah. know how to explain it. Like, just like kind of a gelled up curly hair. But nothing else about him that makes you think New Jersey. He's just some kid. No, he's just like the most neutral looking kid you've ever seen. <laughs> Not memorable at all. So Simon defends him um, from the from the bullies. But he, he basically says that he has to do this. Otherwise, like... Someone's gonna shoot up the school. Like this kid's gonna shoot up the I don't school if I don't defend him. I think he actually meant that. I think he, that was just a tactic to make the guys yeah. to go away. Like, hey, you don't want to get shot by a school shooter? Yeah. Leave him alone. He's like, this is gonna impact innocent kids like me. <laughs> but it, it came off a little weird. Like that was why he was doing it. I think he's just bad, like yeah. being courageous. So everyone um, leaves because, and then they pick on Simon, of course, and then everyone leaves, and then this like punk ass beige teacher comes out. <laughs> And Simon's like, you heard all that stuff, right? Why didn't you do anything? He's like, I can't do anything. These <laughs> are like, teachers are also the targets. I know. I'm like, like, sir, you, get it you? together. And he's like, why would you tell their? Why would you talk to their parents? I have talked to their parents. They're just like the kids. I'm like, oh my god, what a fucking wimp. Um, so we go back to the house. Robbie is running around and he is on the hunt for something. And then Ruthie comes in. Uh, she has really fucked up her hand somehow. This is clearly something yeah. that had happened when to the actor. <laughs> it's clearly something that happened to the actor that they had to write in. But they didn't want to explain it. No, they're just like, all. you just hurt your, broke your pinky or whatever. <laughs> but she has like ace bandages like all the way up her arms. I, I wasn't sure if I missed some. Remember? No, like, the actor got life. hurt and they couldn't do anything about it. <laughs> like, did we, because it has been a while since we did the last episode. And so. then, <laughs> yeah, basically Robbie's like, you stole my cookies and like you got my cookies even though you hurt your arm yeah, and that's got, like their only reference to it he hid these cookies in the cupboard and when he left she climbed up onto the cupboard with a broken arm mm-hmm. to get the cookies and then he pops out like aha <laughs> <laughs> yep and then he says you know because you're so good at robbing cookies your name is now Snooky. so i'm like currently watching the jersey shore <laughs> so that was really when weird. did jersey did jersey shore come out before or after this way after not way after it's still a 2000 2009 okay that's a good bit after this yeah. so they're not related it's just weird that yeah. you're Snooky over and over again <laughs> um and then 
Lucy kind of wants a nickname, but then Ruthie wants it to be about why she broke up with Jeremy because we <laughs> still don't have a reason. Because that's logical. So that she's not very happy about that. Um, we're still on the Annie is very emotional because she's a woman and women are crazy plot line. It was awful. Yep. She's, the, the, the comic relief of her plot this episode is just that she weeps at everything because she's going through menopause. So that's not sexist at all. Great. All right. Doesn't she just be going to school? Whatever happened to school? Does she go to school anymore? Does she yeah, ever what, go to school? What is she even doing? <laughs> she literally is just like reading on her bed every episode. <laughs> I guess she's taking care of the kids. But like, what the heck? Um, so Eric gets a call in the church office from Mer- Morgan Fairchild, who it turns out is named Bird. <laughs> I saw that name in the credits. I was like, I definitely know who that is. I think she was from soap operas. Yeah, but I think we would know her from playing Chandler's mom in Friends. Right. So what a pretty good cameo get for yeah. Seventh Heaven. And um, so she calls up Eric. They're high school friends and she's in town and wants to see him. And of course, Annie doesn't take this well because she's jealous Very immediately. Jealous. Um, and then right after that, a couple comes in to see Eric. We never see this couple again. And they're like, uh, I came to see you because I don't have an arm. <laughs> and then he like explains, which an explanation that also doesn't make any sense. Like I'm friends with Lou and we work at the bank together. And like Lou thinks you're a person I should go to, to help me find my prosthetic arm that like one of my coworkers stole. He doesn't even say his coworkers. Is, how high up at this bank is Lou? <laughs> Because he seems like he's like a on the board of the church. He seems like a yeah. Old, like isn't this Lou's problem? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like should, Lou should be dealing with this if he's if he knows. Like is he just his coworker? Yeah, I can tell you has no connection to this. Eric Camden <laughs> <laughs> and the guy's wife came too. Yeah, and they like act like they're gonna be characters, but then you never see them again. <laughs> Good because. The guy who only had one arm was a terrible actor, but I imagine you have a lot of choices when you need someone. I mean, he probably had two arms. Who fucking knows? Um, Meanwhile, Matt is making out with Cheryl in front of his new clinic job, and he gets yelled at by a nurse that calls him hot lips. (laughs) He's like, she's like, come on, Matt or Camden. And then, yeah, she calls him hot lips. This is part of the like harass workplace harassment teasing Thing we're gonna that, get into. That they don't really. This, that they don't really get into. Yeah, this plot <laughs> has the least going for it. Um, and then after that, Cheryl Cheryl's driving around in Matt's car to some jazzy tunes, and she sees Simon on the side of the road waiting at the bus stop, and she picks him up. Um, and basically, they explain later that like he doesn't want to like confide in her about what's wrong, but what's wrong is. He had this like fight with the bullies and he got off at the wrong bus stop because he's taking the bus now because he's a man. Yeah. <laughs> As you remember from last episode. One of the few things that's like carried over yeah. in this episode. Still a man. Uh, Mary calls home and she's talking to Lucy and she's complaining about um, the fried fish smell that is very prevalent in the house and therefore she's lighting a bunch of candles everywhere. And then she tells Lucy that she wants to be a firefighter now and. Um, kind of explains why, which is really just what we heard last time. And while this conversation is happening in the background, like smoke is billowing out because the curtains have gone. It was gone really fire. sudden. <laughs> and the music was crazy. Yeah. I forgot what it sounded like, but it was very campy. <laughs> and then I forget really what the context was, but like 
Lucy just has this outburst that maybe it's time for people to be more conservative. <laughs> yeah, I was like, politically? Which, like, like total men's sequitur had nothing to do with what they were talking about and had nothing to do with anything later in the episode, really. Well, I think Mary may have been, like, subtly pressing her on gender roles or something oh. about Firefire. I don't remember. Oh, maybe. But also, like, what? <laughs> Lucy, what are you doing? Um... So Bird, Morgan Fairchild, comes over for dinner and there's like a little bit of comedy as they're explaining all the kids and who they are. And she's like, I can't keep track of all this shit. It's ridiculous. And like Robbie's like, I'm just one that used to date a kid that's here instead. <laughs> and like, I don't know, it just goes on and on. And then Ruthie keeps needling Lucy about her failed engagement trying to find out what happened. Um, Matt comes home and he's like, oh, like the legal department at my work is involved because my name is Hot Lips now. (laughs) (laughs) But the crazy thing is that he's the one who can't go to work until this is resolved. That's what happened to Lawrence. And then they were like, yeah, you did nothing wrong. But he was like, they wouldn't tell him why or anything. It's crazy. Um, Bird shows off her bird legs, which is how she got her name. So she does like a little shimmy and Annie hates that. She's like, look at my bird legs. It wasn't hot. (laughs) Annie just cannot deal with this pencil skirt shimmy that bird does. Um, And Annie doesn't really like calling her bird, but she's like, well, my real name's Merle, so I don't want to. Please call me the name. Please call me bird. Um, And then, you know, they're kind of like talking about nicknames and stuff. And Simon just like loses it because he's like. We can't have nicknames and teasing and ah. and he just like storms out. Well, because I think she explained why her wait, yeah, she explained why her she's called that because her dad just makes fun of her mm-hmm. about her legs. So that that was right. teasing as well. But she didn't seem to care very much. <laughs> she well, liked the she name. Is, she's an adult, right? Um, but before Eric can go talk to Simon, he gets a call from. Um, the Joyzy hair kid, which I could never... Was it Mick or Nick? I, I thought it was Mick. Okay, let's let's go with Mick. Um, so he tells Simon... Uh, Mick tells Simon, like, thanks for your help and everything, but yeah, I'm going to need to murder these bullies. Well, thanks for your help and everything and don't come to school tomorrow. Yeah, and I'm, I'm going to blow them away is what he keeps saying. And Simon's like, oh, hold on there. You don't really want to hurt anyone. <laughs> I feel like it's a little weird he didn't say, like, you don't want to, like, ruin your life. Yeah. But he didn't appeal to that. Yeah, like, your life isn't going to get better after you do this. Yeah. So, um, Eric tries to talk to Simon after that, but he won't, like, open up about what's wrong. And he- Well, even before, like, when Eric handed him off the phone, he was really pushy about, like, I need to talk to you when this is done. I'll bring dinner up here so yeah. I can talk to you. Right. So much talking. Yeah. Well, he loves that. Um... But he, since he can't figure out what's wrong with Simon, he just thinks he really hates riding the bus. <laughs> so then um, well, Simon... First, at first, like, he wasn't believe- at first, he wasn't believing that, that it could be because of the bus. Right. But, but then, then he kind of was just like, I don't know what else it would yeah, be. I don't think he ever believed that it's because of the bus. Yeah. That, then Eric can't meddle. Like, his metal senses are always reaching out for problems. Mm-hmm. Real problems. Um, so then Eric leaves. Simon calls Sergeant Michaels to tell him about, like, the death threat. <laughs> we go to the Mary plot. Um, Can you just call specific member, like, cops and they just... I mean, in this town, everyone knows you right the Camdens. Um, Mary's room is all full of, like, charred bits. <laughs> and then she calls Wilson and, like, to 
or Wilson calls her to say goodnight and she tells him what happened and he just like makes fun of her for setting the curtains on fire the day before she has an interview with the fire department and he like tries to explain to her that you have to have a sense of humor because you're going to be around all guys and explain but, how guys are. And also they're definitely going to know it was you who had the fire from yeah. the night before. Right. So you got to be ready for this. Um, this is a complicated topic, but I do, I do think there is some validity to like, if you're in an all male workplace and people rag on each other, you know, it is true that that's how it works a lot of the time. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's just when it gets over the line that when you start stealing bras that yeah. covers, then yeah. you had a problem. That's what this episode's about. Yeah. Where that line is. But she obviously uh, she takes it too literally. Yeah, like yeah. don't go in just telling jokes about it. Just be ready right. for someone else. To she tell should be it. ready for yeah. it to come up and yeah. like not be embarrassed. But she instead later in the episode <laughs> decides to like rehearse having a sense of humor in front of the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like she knew how insane the thing she was doing was, but just went along with it anyway. Mm-hmm. She's like, oh, I guess that's just the rules. Because, yeah. like, <laughs> like, this is stupid, but I guess I'm just going to do oh, it. That was a very campy scene. It's Jessica Biel talking to herself in the mirror, trying to, like, act to, like, laugh at her own jokes. Yeah. <laughs> Bizarre. All right. So, um,. Matt overhears Robbie talking to Cheryl about how he is proud of her for going to school. So apparently Matt wasn't supposed to tell anyone that Cheryl had enrolled in college and he had done so at the dinner. Well, I thought Simon did. Or someone did. I don't know. Maybe it was Simon. Um, I thought she was mad at Matt, though, because he did it. Maybe. I don't know. Who who would think that she would be upset about that? This plot was stupid. (laughs) didn't care. That's something most people would care. Like... What she was like, wor- she didn't want to tell everyone because she was worried that people would tease her for being too stupid. Right, we're, for not, we're not there. Yet, we're not there. Yet. <laughs> All right. Um, but the point is that Matt sees that like Robbie and Cheryl have like a different relationship than he has with her, and there's some things that like she wants to talk about with Robbie that she doesn't want to talk about with Matt. And it's, I thought he was gonna blow his lid that Robbie was talking to her, but he actually didn't. Some maturity for Matt Camden. Well, because Robbie didn't blow his lid when they were dating. I feel like it's a two Yeah, but Matt's a moron, so I don't know. <laughs> he blows his lid at anything. <laughs> um, Ruthie continues to be, like, literally the world's worst roommate. She's, like, keeping Lucy awake, like, <laughs> making fun of her. Um, teasing her. No. Teasing. She calls her... This is, I think, when she starts calling her Lady Liberty because she got her liberty in New York City when she <laughs> left her engagement. <laughs> Which is kind of funny. (laughs) Um, And basically Lucy cracks and she tells Ruthie that um, Robbie gave her the nickname Snooky because she's sneaky and like that's a bad thing. And she really does not like being called sneaky. And she is is the most sneaky. sneaky. She's like one of the sneakiest characters in television history. She's kind of a piece of shit. (laughs) But she really I thought she would be proud of being sneaky. No, she is upset that people think she's sneaky. Blah, blah, blah. Eric continues to deal with, like, Annie being crazy um, because he mentions, like, oh, you shouldn't have told Bird that I have a weak heart. And then Annie's like, I shut it up. And she, like, loses it. And whatever. (laughs) It's not relevant. Um, Simon. I I just don't know why Eric is so uh, hush hush about his heart. heart. His heart attack. Simon calls back Sergeant Michaels. Um... And basically, Sergeant Michaels is like, well, I can't really prove that Mick is violent. Like, 
we said we like heard about the bullying reports and we'll like investigate them, but like he doesn't have anything in his background to like. Doesn't tor- we know for a fact he doesn't torture animals? Yeah, so we can't be <laughs> so, issue here. Um, so he's like, basically, you have to talk to Eric about it because apparently this is also Eric's problem to solve. <laughs> well, I think it's more like if the cops can't do anything and yeah. this is still really bothering you, then talk to your talk to your father, son. Right? Yeah. Um, and then Eric is in the church office and he meets Roland Rogers, who is the bank boss of the other guy with one arm. I think they gave him a name, but I don't remember what his name was. Sorry, guy. Um, and he he just introduces himself by being like, I'm fat. I like donuts. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And then, and then he just like... I, so I think it was, it was like he was late, too. Yeah. He's like, I'm such a slob. I'm late. Like, I'm wow. too busy eating donuts. And then... Um, He's the boss of the guy who got his arm stolen. And he immediately, without even prompting, is like, yeah, we stole his arm as a joke. And then we did like all these other, like a litany of HR nightmares. About every, he like lists all the people and all the things they did to them. <laughs> and Eric's just like rubbing his forehead. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think he listened everything they did. But it was like five he, he different started, people. He just started rattling off. He's like, we make fun of this person for this reason yeah, and this yeah. person for that reason. But not like specific pranks of like, we stole her face or yeah. something. <laughs> and then he's basically just like, it's cool. Like, I'm fat and I like being teased. Like, so it's whatever. <laughs> and Eric's like, I don't think this makes that much sense. I don't think you like being teased. Yeah. Just Thing you think teasing makes you feel like you belong. Yeah, and he's also like, also you're the boss. <laughs> Get it together, okay, knucklehead. And then the guy's like, oh, do you have some sort of power? Do you work some sort of power? Something I work for is like we both work for the same guy. Yeah, and he has power over you. <laughs> and he's like, you better get that guy's arm back tomorrow <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> and then we never hear of this plot again. That's the end of that. Um. So Simon was about to talk to Eric, but then he, like, runs away again. He, like, peeks his head in the door and runs away. I don't know why that needed to be in the script. Um, Mary practices her humor in the mirror, as we discussed. Cheryl tells Matt that she is, um, that he, that he is insensitive and shouldn't have told people she was going to college. And we don't have the context for this yet. Well, there's my secrets about regular things. Why would he know that? Like, um, why, why can't people know you go to college? Like, how would he know that that was something you cared about? Uh, Simon talks to Mick, and uh, Mick's just like, oh, I was just, like, joking, and, like, gaslights Simon that he had a legitimate threat. Um, and then the bullies come over and start bullying, and Mick looks like an insane person again, <laughs> so it's pretty clear he's still going to do it. Um, Eric calls Sergeant Michaels back, but he isn't picking up. And then, this is my favorite scene in the episode. Bird comes over to Eric's office because she had some secret to talk to him about. <laughs> Another secret that Annie mentioned in a prior scene. And then she tells this like really long story about how her little brother Ben and her father both had club feet. And then her dad used to tease him about it. And then the brother had a son with a club foot, and then the dad teased the grandson, and then that tore their family apart, and Ben had to leave town, <laughs> and she doesn't even know where he is anymore. And the, te- the dad, her father's dead. The teasing was supposed to toughen them up for the world. And then Eric's like, I didn't even know your brother had a club foot. <laughs> <laughs> really? He, he, uh, he, 
when she's like, oh, my brother's like, oh, yeah, the funny kid? Like, was he funny because the club was? Like, what, funny in what way? And then, so this whole monologue happens, and then that's the end of that plot. We never hear about that again. No more yeah. Morgan Fairchild the rest of the episode. And then Simon comes by. He talks to Eric, and he's like, it's a matter of life and death. And he's like, oh, not like this cold foot monologue? And then Annie explains to Robbie why Ruthie is upset with him. And she breaks down crying again because she just loves Robbie so much. <laughs> and we all love this. Yeah. Cheryl calls the clinic and wants to talk to Matt because she can't tell him to his face that the reason why she's embarrassed about going to school is her family used to call her Blondie and say she's dumb for having blonde hair. And that's why she's sensitive about how she has to do so well in school. And I'm just like, this is getting so preposterous. What was John's wife's name? It's not also Cheryl, uh, is it? No, it's... Uh, fuck. I don't remember. <laughs> I don't know. All I remember is like dojo girl. like <laughs> Japanese decor girl. <laughs> It's something like that, though. Anyway. Um, and, yeah, so she has to... It's a lot of pressure to do well in college to prove them wrong, to prove she's not a blondie. And Matt's <laughs> just like, okay. Plenty of blonde <laughs> Like, why are you college. calling me at work about this? There's so many blonde women in college. He was actually, like, very understanding and didn't be like, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard. Um, and then Robbie tells Lucy... Um, that she needs to tell her family about what happened with Jeremy. And then she finally explains to Annie that Jeremy's family was so bad she couldn't marry him because they teased her for being a goody two-shoes. And even though they smoked pot and drank, she still liked them because she's a (laughs) fair-minded person. But they didn't (laughs) like her, so she had to leave. (laughs) All right, that's the end of that scene. That never comes back again. <laughs> so Mary explains to Wilson that she didn't get the job because she made too many jokes at the interview. <laughs> so she kind of blames him. But she should. <laughs> she was trying to know men too much and she did not know men. Um Robbie makes I know men. <laughs> this is a Jenny's wedding joke if you weren't familiar. Robbie makes up um with Ruthie, and that's kind of a sweet scene. And that was also about fire departments. How so? The fu- I know oh, when oh, right. is about, about fire department. True. Um, if, if you haven't listened to every single episode of the podcast, <laughs> one of the movies that we've seen to like a neurotic degree is Jenny's Wedding, which is, in my mind, the, the worst and the most entertaining maybe in the entire American film canon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I mean, I, I haven't seen The Room. I know a lot of people think that's the worst and the most entertaining. It's if at times it feels too bland to say that, but it has like so many one-liners. <laughs> yeah, but also, and nothing, the acting is so nothing crazy. happens at. That's what makes it so funny. <laughs> Catherine Heigl is like at a ten, like the entire time. Anyway, if you haven't seen um, Jenny's Wedding starring Catherine Heigl and like barely featuring. Roy Gilmore, Alexis Bledel. And Meryl Streep's daughter. And Meryl Streep's daughter, who couldn't get any better acting gigs <laughs> despite the nepotism of being Meryl Streep's daughter. Check it out. Great film to hate watch with a friend. And then you'll get our jokes. Okay. Back to the episode. Robbie makes up with Ruthie. We have homework. <laughs> we suck. It's kind of a sweet episode, uh, or a sweet scene between Robbie and Ruthie. Um, 
because he's like, I really like you, and I didn't give you that nickname because I thought you were sneaky. And I thought it was uh, funny where he was like, uh, oh, I think it was earlier when um, they were trying to give Lucy a nickname. He's like, oh, I can't come up with nicknames off the top of my head, but you just did. That's clearly <laughs> his nickname is awful. <laughs> But he was so ahead of his time with that nickname. <laughs> Do you think that the Snooky from Jersey Shore like got it from no, this episode? I really don't. <laughs> at all. Isn't it weird they were making fun of the kid for being from Jersey and the Snooky oh is the same? He's episode. not like we <laughs> And she's and she's not from New Jersey. She's from Poughkeepsie. Was that like an anti-Semitic ribbing? What does it mean know. to have Jersey hair in that context? Oh, this is getting darker now. I'm thinking know. about I, it. Because he's not a Guido. I don't know. <laughs> I think they're just trying. I think the writers just don't know what to make fun of people for. <laughs> Could be. All right. So um, Eric and Simon come home. His plan, his grand plan is to have Simon give a speech. Was that about, Simon's idea or his idea? I always thought it was Eric's idea. Oh. Because that's what they decided on after they talked. I wonder how, you, how does the school like vet someone to decide like... Yeah, let's have this kid. The solution is to have Simon give a speech about how school shootings are unacceptable. (laughs) Apparently, I do it like every class. Yeah, to every social studies (laughs) class. And while Simon is giving the speech, and the voiceover is going on, Mick gets caught with a revolver in his locker, and then that fades to black. (laughs) And like Eric's there, his parents are there, Sergeant Michael's there, just all the relevant. The tone of the end versus everything else that happened in this episode. Insane. Also, the fact that they just straight up dropped three plots before they seemed to be done. And <laughs> <laughs> just left them. Oh we wouldn't even know if the arm gets back to the, the arm. Guy. The lost brother. There was another one. Well, the lost brother wasn't supposed to have one. She came in there and said, I just need to talk to you about forgiveness. But usually Eric would, like, do something. Well, she already said, like, maybe later in life I'll find him, but that's not what this is about. Right. It didn't need resolution. They weren't going to find the lost They just needed another in, teasing plot. In 10 minutes. They How the fuck add... were they going to do that? You think Morgan Vanish was going to come back to yeah. continue this? <laughs> they needed to add like a sixth teasing <laughs> plot. Um, any plot remixes for you? You didn't like Make candy. the gun plot better. <laughs> Um, make the map plot a lot better because workplace harassment is a lot more interesting. Yeah, that never came back. Fucking, um, I don't want people to know I'm going to college because they'll think I'm too stupid for college. So yeah, we didn't really explain that, but basically the one nurse was kind of Ruby Matt calling him hot lips. He didn't really mind. They were like friends, but then like a doctor overheard it and then was like, Matt's not allowed to work until we investigate this. And then event- nothing really happened. The, the investigation finds nothing. I don't. I mean, he went back to work. He went back to work. Well, it's. That's it, it was never clear if it was an investigation in him or the person who called him Hot Lips. Yeah. Because then, because he gets called Hot Lips again, and he says, like, you're harassing me. Yeah. And she's like, does this look like harassment? And I guess he gives, like, a face of, like, nah, I like it. Yeah. Which is confusing <laughs> compared to the rest of the message of the episode. <laughs> so, like, make that a bigger thing. I like the nurse. Let's have more of her. The, the Matt and the Simon were, had a lot going for them. But the Ruthie, Lucy, all the women's <laughs> father, fortunately, were shit. They were all complete shit. That's what made this episode so good, was how discordant it was and how 
like off the wall the teasing plots were and there were so many of them not off the wall enough all right nine out of ten for me i know it's not going to be your rating three out of ten <laughs> this is the biggest disparity <laughs> we've ever had it's a lot more fun to talk about it afterwards but when i was watching it everything just seemed stupid and it was like nothing interesting is actually happening the I haven't seen the school shooter kid for a fucking while. What's Cheryl going on about? <laughs> like, Annie just crying all the time, just being a terrible actor. It's just yeah. it wasn't enjoyable to watch, at least by myself. Uh, well, maybe because I was writing the notes, I was like, "This is going to be a lot of good material." <laughs> all right. Well, it's uh, time to talk about next time's episode, which will be in the new year. Uh, maybe we can record it on New Year's Eve. You have New Year's Eve plans? Yes. Damn it, Greg. Um, that we're supposed to make chili. Uh, that's okay. We'll talk about it. <laughs> um, next week, the name of the episode is Sympathy. Robbie offers to pay $200 rent for the garage apartment if it ever gets finished. However, the siblings all want it. So Matt has promised a switch with his room and the others are jealous. Billy clearly pretends to be really sick to make Mary stay with him and perhaps become his mama. Lucy promises handyman Ray Ricky. Is that the same guy from that Annie had a crush on? I don't know. I don't think so. Lucy promises handyman Ray Ricky. He's not handyman. He's a contractor. Work on the garage apartment. But the crook fakes a fall and has a leech lawyer waiting. Yeah, I don't think that's the Uh, same guy. A leech lawyer. I think his name is James or something. Oh. Okay, so it's a it's a different worst guy. Um, let's see what the review is. One user review, eight out of ten from Studio AT. When did this show get funny? <laughs> Question mark exclamation mark. <laughs> this sixth series really seems to be upping the humor, and it's working very well. Not one of those. Let's make it all about one theme episodes. I like those. This one is far better. The last episode was all about teasing. Yeah, they were bad at it, though. They were bad at it. Lovely. That's an 8 out of 10 from Studio AT. Okay, well, it might be funny or it might not be. (laughs) Who's to say? Well, I don't see any special guest stars or anything, so we'll see you next week, I guess. Happy's still alive. <laughs> you can see Happy in the cast notes. Happy John, is happy. we're not sure. John, unclear. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. And we'll talk to you in the new year. Bye.